topic is how to live with an elderly parent without losing my mind. And I really love this topic because if I had this information back then, this probably would have saved me a lot of crying that I did. The article is written by Tony B. And she shares some good nuggets about how to live with your parents in the home, in your home or in their home. And the first thing that she shared was, do not shy away from sharing with others that you have become a caregiver. As I always say is that caregiving is not a solo activity. And as it's saying, it is not healthy for you to try and go it alone. You need help. So who will be your best person to help you? Even one of your friends in whom you feel comfortable sharing your information with, sharing the things that you're going through with your parent, with this new role that you have as being a caregiver, feeling confident and comfortable sharing all the information with that one person is usually great to have because being a caregiver has unexpected roles for you. You never know how things are going to change so quickly. And the odds of your friend wanting to help you is great because nine times out of the 10, they know that you are a caregiver in your new role but you have not asked for any help at all and feeling like you must do this alone. And no, you do not have to do this alone. Number two, do not pretend that everything is like it used to be. You need time to grieve the loss of your old life. If you're a caregiver, you need time to grieve that. Your old life is over with for a while being a caregiver. Grieving the loss of your own freedom is very important because you have made a commitment to be a caregiver. Some things that you used to can do, just run out the house without making sure that that person is living with you or you living with that person is taken care of, you have lost that. Pretending that everything is like it used to be does not work. Caregivers need time to mourn the loss of their own life and adjust to their new life. If you have somewhere to go, put it on your planner, have somebody come over to watch your parents, especially if you have parents with different comorbidities or different diseases primary someone with Alzheimer's disease, my dad had that, primary someone would have a traumatic brain injury and forget things, you know, first and second dementia. You know, those type of uh, parents that have these diseases, we definitely cannot continue or leave them at home by themselves. I had to realize that when I was taking care of my dad, I would leave him at home by himself sometimes because I'm thinking he's alert and orientated. Times four, sometimes they put that facade on like they are. My neighbor would call me and tell me, no, your dad is at the stop sign trying to hike a ride to the city, you know, because I lived in a suburb. 
And so she would call me and I'll ask her. She was a nurse. And so I would ask her if she could bring him back to the porch and someone would be home shortly to get him back into the house. And she would actually stay outside until someone comes. So definitely you want to always have someone at home if you're leaving. This is doing that adjustment to your new life. And number three, do not attempt to be a super caregiver. Hey, you're going to have some bad days. I had plenty of bad days. So let yourself have bad days when they do occur. I always say now the storm is not going to last forever, but there are going to be some bad days in the caregiving role. And even though you're doing what you need to do for that person you're caring for. It's the big obligation and the burden that you're going to be having bad days on, but you're going to also have some good days. Just realize that. And I would definitely say don't feel guilty if resentment arise now and then because the resentment of saying, okay, I'm committed to doing this, the resentment saying, man, I can't even go on vacation right now. You want to do a weekend away. You know, those type of things do come up or you have the resentment of, you know, your parent might have very chronic illness, you know, like being bed bound and you're not used to doing some of that personal care for them. You know, those type of things. You can hold resentment towards that as well. So you want to look at that, but don't feel the guilt and the resentment. Always seek out help. You know, if you don't want to do all that personal care, definitely seek out help for a home health aide or a homemaker can help you. But on the flip side of this, don't feel guilty when you are like having a good time. Don't feel guilty when you having a good time, like being able to go out and enjoy yourself and have fun with family or friends and your loved one that you're caring for is at home. You want to be alert to that super caregiver mentality. The super caregiver mentality is like you're thinking you're not enough of a caregiver unless you're giving that person your 100% care of all of you. You are giving them all of your attention, all of your energy. And unless you're sure you're never, like they're never going to be able to have fun and that you're going to be at their bedside every day. Now, I have seen people do this, but this is not good. My caregivers. Do you know that you need to do something to start taking better care of yourself? But finding that answer just seems like a darning task. I have created a quiz just for you. It's called the Caregiver Burnout Quiz. All you have to do is answer a few questions and based on your needs, you'll be directed to a resource that will give you all of the answers you need to start putting yourself first. It takes less than five minutes. Click the link in the show notes to get started. 
So definitely when this does happen to you, hey, I'm the super caregiver and I have this and you have this mentality that you have to be there 100% of the time. No, step out, step out. You can go out and have fun. You can find someone to take care of your loved one. Now, for instance, if your parents are bed bound and they can't get out of bed, you can definitely have someone to come in. Even if they're not bed bound, you can have grandchildren come in and hang out with them while you go out. You can have a homemaker come in, you know, to hang out with them. It's so many different resources to have. So you can still maintain some life of freedom. If the person you're caring for understand that you're caring for them, please do not be reluctant to share your difficulty with that person. Sharing your struggle with the person you're caring for can make the two of you closer. You know, sharing that sometimes this role as a caregiver gets hard for you and you're just trying to figure it out. Letting them know some days that you might have someone else there while you do your errands. Letting them know that you're not abandoning them, but you're letting them know that you have to allow someone else in their home so that you can get a breather and you still love them. I would definitely say, do not neglect your own health. You cannot be an effective caregiver if you don't care for yourself physically and emotionally. Definitely, if you ignore your own physical and mental health, can negatively impact both you and the person you're caring for. Caring for yourself is part of being a good caregiver for another. So you want to always care for yourself. Because I say you are the most important person in that caregiver role. So you have to be able to do the things that you know will be appropriate for yourself. Your regular doctor visits, your regular time in prayer, your regular exercise. You know, you want to prioritize what you need to do for yourself. You want to also make sure you slow down. Get the appropriate rest that you need. Being proactive with yourself so you can be that caregiver for your loved one, for your parents. I really, really like this part that practicing active listening, especially if your parents that you're caring for can't speak to you. You want to focus on the person's words, their nonverbal cues. Try to understand what they are trying to tell you, their message. If you're not understanding what they're saying, you want to ask for clarification when you're talking to them. Avoid interrupting them when they're talking. Sometimes they can't talk as fast as I do because, you know, I do know I talk a little fast. So even doing these podcasts, I have to actually slow down a tidbit. So some of our nonverbal communications, just want to share about nonverbal communication. Many times we have all these different ways we express ourselves nonverbally, and they could come off being the wrong things like our facial expressions. 
you know, our human facial expression is one of the things that we can express, like our happiness, sadness, anger, surprise, fear, and disgust. And they are the same across cultures. Facial expressions are the same across all cultures. Just know that. And so we want to be mindful of that when we're talking to our loved ones and we're caring for them and we're looking sad and down, you know. Pick yourself up. Put a smile on your face. I had to do that plenty of times because I didn't actually want to cry in front of my father. Like, this is the hardest thing in my life because I knew he took care of me. So I would go into another area, go into the restroom. That's some of the best private time you can have as well. So you just want to be mindful of your facial expressions when you're caring for your parents. And also listen to the things that they're saying with their facial expressions and see if they can tell you what's going on. And another one I facial is nonverbal. Nonverbal cues is our body movement. Uh, our posture, you know, how we stand, how we walk, how we hold our head up or down. Just be mindful of those type of things when you're talking to your loved one, the way you move and carry yourself communicating with them. Like sometimes people talk with their hands or clap with their hands and showing bad body posture or movements like, you know, this is the hardest thing for me in life. You don't want to show that to your loved one. You want to be gentle with your loved ones, uh, your parents. And if you're having a hard day, please let them know you're having a hard day. It's nothing against them. Give them a gentle hug, a gentle kiss. Uh, you know, just show them the love and the compassion that you're showing, that you're providing the care. And then you get out and get yourself some help. I always say, if you are having a hard time caring for your parents and you know that this is not your role, you might want to consider other alternative things that you can have. You can always have that 24-hour caregiver in your home for you because you can't do that role, but you can provide the home for them and you can have the role of that caregiver, that home health aide to come in your home and care for your loved ones. And you can be that loving daughter or son versus being an angry daughter or son caring for them. Definitely, I have seen so many different things in my career when I do see sometimes that the hostility that some of us, when we're caring for our loved one, get angry about the situation. So our nonverbal cues definitely come out when we get angry, when we are um, not feeling the best as a caregiver. So just know that. Also allowing yourself uh, space. You know, we all need our physical space. So for the nonverbal, you want to make sure you use your physical space to communicate many different nonverbal messages. Also in our voice, you know, I'm number one for this voice thing. So I'm really going to practice this a little better as I was doing my research. Voice. It's not just what you say, it's how you say it. And I definitely have to understand that for myself as I continue to move forward. Saying words that is sarcastic, you're showing anger, 
less effective, less being affectionate towards your loved one, or you have more confident. You know, these are different things that we show as we use our voice. So just be mindful of your tone of your voice, how loud you're speaking, you know, things that you want to pay attention to is how loud you're speaking, your tone, how your voice carry over to be like, are you mad? Are you angry? Are you being sarcastic? You know, those type of things really play a big part in being uh, the best caregiver possible. The end, think before you commit as a caregiver, because it is a 24-7 job. And it is doable, but we as caregivers must realize that caregiving is not a solo activity. Thank you. Until the next time.